Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Today we'll talk about a study highlighting the health inequities in diabetes, Biosig expanding R&D to make room for artificial intelligence, Medline's new executive appointments, another funding round closure, and the results of Massimo's battle with an activist investor. First, how are you doing today, Sean? What do you think about the news roundup that we have for today? I'm doing well. And as usual, it's it's always interesting. I'm excited to get talking about it, especially this proxy battle at Massimo has definitely caught my eye. And our, our colleague, Jim Hammerand, has done a really good job covering it. So it's something worth keeping an eye on. Agreed. So what's the first thing that we should know for today? Well, the first thing is that a study showed the health equity impact from Verta Health's diabetes reversal platform. We've had a lot of coverage from ADA over the past few days to check out, and I was quite intrigued by this digital health platform that came out of there. And what did that research highlight? The research highlighted that the Verta Diabetes Reversal Platform has an impact on health equity, demonstrating significant health improvement and medication reduction for members in the most and least disadvantaged U.S. neighborhoods. The platform itself enables personalized remote care with physician supervision, health coaches, and an app and biomarker tracking tools, plus a personalized nutrition plan for patients in the hopes of reversing type 2 diabetes. In previous episodes, I know we've touched on health equity and how remote monitoring helps bridge that gap. But in this study, who did the company say is most affected by diabetes? The company said that diabetes disproportionately affects racial and ethnic minorities and those living in low-income areas. Additionally, those with financial hardships prove more likely to receive prescriptions for diabetes drugs that are older and harder to manage due to affordability and access. And with complex regimens, these lower-income patients have a higher likelihood of hospitalizations and severe diabetes complications. And what were the key data points? So a sample of nearly 20,000 members grouped by the Area Deprivation Index showed that one year all Verda members saw significant health improvement and medication deprescription with the diabetes reversal approach. It proved effective regardless of socioeconomic conditions. Across all groups, members achieved at least a 1.1% decrease in A1C, while insulin prescriptions fell by 38%. Notably, the company said more disadvantaged groups had medications reduced at greater rates. And across all groups, members saw 7% weight loss on average, which comes in ahead of what FDA considers clinically significant at 5% weight loss. Let's jump into some artificial intelligence news. Yep. Biosig Technologies expands its research and development capabilities for machine learning and AI for cardiac arrhythmia treatments. Companies collaborating with a Massachusetts advisory services lab to continue building its platform. And what exactly is Biosig wanting to use AI for? So the collaboration advances the R&D for its AI-based medical device platform with plans to base the foundational machine learning model for this device, the Pure EP, on integrated healthcare data sets that starts with ECG and integrated ECG data acquired by the Pure EP platform. What is that Pure EP platform? Well, it combines hardware and software to enable real-time acquisition of raw signal data, achieving all of this absent of unnecessary noise or interference. The company says Pure EP allows physicians to make informed clinical decisions based on clear and precise data, heightening visualization of active signals to facilitate personalized patient care. Interesting. What are executives saying? 
Kenneth Londoner, the chair and CEO of Biosig, said that the cutting-edge work, the collaboration started early in 2019 to lay a foundation in AI that was ahead of the curve, and initial findings may have several potentially valuable clinical applications worthy of further exploration. So that's evidently why the company has agreed to continue this collaboration. And we have some leadership news from a, a large medtech company. That's right. Medline has some changes at the top. Significant changes at one of the biggest med tech companies in the world, although these, quote, new executives do come from within. So they're definitely familiar with the inner workings of the company. Who all is leaving the company and who's taking over? So CEO Charlie Mills, President Andy Mills and COO Jim Abrams will retire from their current roles, although they'll continue on with the company uh, with Charlie Mills as board chair. Andy Mills and Abrams will be vice chairs. So to take over for them, Jim Boyle is taking over as CEO and Jim Piggott will become president and COO. So who is Jim Boyle? Boyle has been at Medline since 1996, serving as executive vice president since 2018. He manages the company's customer base of over 5,000 healthcare providers. And who is Jim Piggott? Piggott joined the company in 1992 and most recently was executive vice president in charge of strategy and execution of Medline's 27 product divisions and their 20 manufacturing sites and 14,000 employees. Now let's jump into some fundraising news. Yep. Carthera closed a $40 million Series B to support its Sono Cloud platform. Fundraising continues in MedTech, as we obviously talked about on yesterday's podcast. And this time we have some innovative blood-brain barrier opening technology. Definitely a lot of fundraising news happening right now. But what is that Sono Cloud? Sono Cloud emits ultrasound to temporarily increase the permeability of blood vessels in the brain, improving therapeutic molecule delivery. After implantation in the skull, the device activates prior to the injection of a therapeutic agent. Several minutes of low-intensity ultrasound opens the blood-brain barrier for six hours, increasing the concentration of therapeutic molecules that can reach the brain. And what could the system treat? The system could open up treatment options for a number of indications according to the company, including brain tumors and Alzheimer's disease. It received FDA breakthrough device designation about a year ago, so it's well on its way, I, I suppose. Where will the proceeds from this funding go toward? Carthera plans to use proceeds to launch its first pivotal multi-center trial with the technology, as well as the continued development of its clinical pipeline and technology. Right now, the company is in the process of submitting its registration trial for recurrent glioblastoma to the FDA and European Union authorities. Additionally, the company plans to continue developing SonoCloud for brain oncology and neurodegenerative indications. Sounds like the company is expanding its reach and impact in the field of neuro-oncology. Now for the last thing for the day. Last thing is that Massimo lost its board seats to the activist investor Politan. So we spoke about this proxy battle at Massimo on a previous episode, and now it'll be very interesting to see what happens from here. Right. And who joins the board and who is being replaced in this shuffle? Well, Politan Managing Partner and Chief Investment Officer Quentin Coffey and former Johnson & Johnson MedTech Executive Michelle Brennan will join the Massimo board. They were handpicked by the activist investors at Politan, looking to oust incumbent directors and address concerns over spending, strategy, and corporate governance at Massimo. Coffey and Brennan replace incumbents H. Michael Cohen and Julie Scheimer, who had the support of Massimo's management. And it's important to note, as I mentioned earlier, Jim Hammeran covered this. Uh, he mentioned that all of this could set up another proxy fight a year from now with CEO Joe Chiani on the hot seat. In the final weeks leading up to the vote, Massimo had indicated fears that he's the ultimate target of this sort of board coup. Yeah, and I know we've mentioned before that Massimo was kind of on the defense when this activist investor came up and 
This loss of the board seats kind of suggests a potential shift in the company's governance and strategic direction. What did Massimo have to say? A Massimo spokesperson said the company is disappointed to have lost valuable contributions of two very qualified and capable board members. They went on to say, we are committed to continuing to innovate revolutionary products for patients and consumers worldwide. And what do investors think is the next step for the company? Well, BTIG analysts suggested that the next best step for Massimo and its new board nominees is to rapidly get on the same page, communicate clear intentions for the corporate strategy, and eliminate uncertainty. They said that a quick, clear, consistent, collaborative vision would allow investors on the sidelines to feel more comfortable with the Massimo story and minimize disruption. They also pointed out that they don't feel they have exact details or timelines on what the activists hope to accomplish or whether those efforts will actually be successful. So there's a lot that remains up in the air with this story, but it's definitely one to watch. That's all the news that we have for today. Thanks for sharing all of your insights today, Sean. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and the same name on LinkedIn. Where can the listeners connect with you, Sean? They can connect with me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.